The French Revolution, A History, by Thomas Carlyle, Volume 3, The Guillotine, Book 6, Thermidor, Chapter 4, Mumbo Jumbo. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Peter Dan. Book 6, Chapter 4, Mumbo Jumbo. But on the day they called Decadi, New Sabbath, 20, Prairial, 8th June by Old Style, what thing is this going forward in the Jardin National, while I'm Tuileries Garden? All the world is there in holy day clothes. Foul linen went out with the Herbertists, nay, Robespierre, for one would never once countenance that, but went always elegant and frizzled, not without vanity even, and had his room hung round with sea-green portraits and busts. In holiday clothes, we say, are the innumerable citoyens and citoyennes. The weather is of the brightest. Cheerful expectation lights all countenances. Juryman Villat gives breakfast to many a deputy in his official apartment in the pavilion ci-devant the flora, rejoices in the bright-looking multitudes, in the brightness of leafy June, in the auspicious decadi or new Sabbath. This day, if it please heaven, we are to have, on improved anti-Shormet principles, a new religion. Catholicism being burned out and reason-worship guillotined, was there not need of one? Incorruptible Robespierre, not unlike the ancients, as legislator of a free people, will now also be priest and prophet. He has donned his sky-blue coat made for the occasion, white silk waistcoat broidered with silver, black silk breeches, white stockings, shoe-buckles of gold. He is president of the convention. He has made the convention decree, so they name it, decrete the existence of the supreme being, and likewise the principe consolateur of the immortality of the soul. These consolatory principles, the basis of rational republican religion, are getting decreed. And here, on this blessed Descartes, by help of heaven and painter David, is to be our first act of worship. See, accordingly, how, after decree passed, and what has been called the scraggiest prophetic discourse ever uttered by man, Mahomet Robespierre in sky-blue coat and black breeches, frizzled and powdered to perfection, bearing in his hand a bouquet of flowers and wheat ears, issues proudly from the convention hall, convention following him, yet, as is remarked, with an interval. Amphitheatre has been raised, or at least monticule or elevation. Hideous statues of atheism, anarchy and such like, thanks to heaven and painter David, strike abhorrence into the heart. Unluckily, however, our monticule is too small. On the top of it, not half of us can stand, wherefore there arises indecent shoving, nay, treasonous irreverent growling. Peace, thou bourdon de loise, peace, or it may be worse for thee. The sea-green pontiff takes a torch, painter David handing it, mouths some other froth-rant of vocables which happily one cannot hear, strides resolutely forward in sight of expectant France, sets his torch to atheism and company, which are but made of pasteboards steeped in turpentine. They burn up rapidly, and from within there rises, by machinery, an incombustible statue of wisdom, which by ill-hap gets besmoked a little, 
but does stand there visible in as serene attitude as it can. And then? Why, then there is other processioning, scraggy discoursing, and this is our feast of the Etre Supreme, our new religion, better or worse, is come. Look at it one moment, O reader, not two. The shabbiest page of human annals, or is there that thou wottest of one shabbier? Mumbo-jumbo of the African woods to me seems venerable besides this new deity of Robespierre, for this is a conscious mumbo-jumbo and knows that he is machinery. Oh, sea-green prophet, unhappiest of windbags, blown night to bursting, what distracted chimera among realities art thou growing to? This, then, this common pitch-link for artificial fireworks of turpentine and pasteboard, this is the miraculous Aaron's rod thou wilt stretch over a hag-ridden, hell-ridden France and bid her plague cease. Vanish, thou and it, avec ton être suprême, said Billot, tu commences à m'embête. With thy être suprême thou beginnest to be a bore to me. Catherine Tao, on the other hand, an ancient serving maid, seventy-nine years of age, inured to prophecy and the Bastille from of old, sits in an upper room in the Rue de Contrescarpe, poring over the Book of Revelations with an eye through Robespierre, finds that this astonishing thrice-potent Maximilian really is the man spoken of by prophets who is to make the earth young again. With her sit devout old marchionesses, ci-devant honourable women, among whom old constituent Dom Girl with his addled head cannot be wanting. They sit there in the Rue de Contrescarpe in mysterious adoration. Mumbo is Mumbo, and Robespierre is his prophet. A conspicuous man, this Robespierre. He has his volunteer bodyguard of tapdur, let us say, strike-sharps, fierce patriots with ferruled sticks, and Jacobins kissing the hem of his garment. He enjoys the admiration of many, the worship of some, and is well worth the wonder of one and all. The grand question and hope, however, is, will not this feast of the Tuileries mumbo-jumbo be a sign, perhaps, that the guillotine is to abate? Far enough from that. Precisely on the second day after it, Couton, one of the three shallow scoundrels, gets himself lifted into the tribune, produces a bundle of papers. Couton proposes that, as plots still abound, the law of the suspect shall have extension and arrestment, new vigour and facility. Further, that, as in such case business is like to be heavy, our revolutionary tribunal too shall have extension, be divided, say, into four tribunals, each with its president, each with its fouquier, or substitute of fouquier, all labouring at once, and any remnant of shackle or deletery formality to be struck off. In this way it may perhaps still overtake the work. Such is Couton's decree of the 22nd Prairial, famed in those times. At hearing of which decree, the very mountain gasped, awestruck, and one Rouen ventured to say that if it passed without adjournment and discussion, he, as one representative, would blow his brains out. Vain saying. The incorruptible knit his brows, spoke a prophetic fateful word or two. The law of Prairial is law. 
Rouamp, glad to leave his rash brains where they are. Death, then, and always death. Even so. Fouquier is enlarging his borders, making room for batches of a hundred and fifty at once, getting a guillotine set up of improved velocity and to work under cover in the apartment close by, so that Salute itself has to intervene and forbid him. Wilt thou demoralise the guillotine? asks Collot reproachfully. Demoralise le supplice? There is indeed danger of that. Were not the Republican faith great, it were already done. See, for example, on the 17th of June, what a batch, 54 at once. Swart d'Amiral is here, he of the pistol that missed fire. Young Cecile Renault with her father, family, entire kith and kin, the widow of Despremenil, old Monsieur de Sombray of the Invalide with his son. Poor old Sombray, seventy-three years old, his daughter saved him in September and it was but for this. Faction of the stranger, fifty-four of them. In red shirts and smocks, as assassins and faction of the stranger, they flit along their red, baleful phantasmagory towards the land of phantoms. Meanwhile, will not the people of the Place de la Révolution, the inhabitants along the Rue Saint-Honoré, as these continual tumbrils pass, begin to look gloomy? Republicans, too, have bowels. The guillotine is shifted, then again shifted, finally set up at the remote extremity of the south-east. Suburbs Saint-Antoine and Saint-Marceau, it is to be hoped, if they have bowels, have very tough ones. End of Book 6 Chapter 4